You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. And uh, I want to let you guys know that I brought a special guest tonight because evidently, uh, unfortunately, Seth is sick home today. So I brought my uh, friend. Um, everyone give a warm welcome to Ronald. Ronald. Hey, what's up, Ronald? Hi, my name's Ronald, and I'm uh, I'm filling in for Seth, and I'm really super excited to be here. Um, I can't believe my wife let me out of the house because usually she she keeps a really uh, uh, eye on me, but she let me out tonight, and I'm really happy to be here with you guys filling in for Seth. Hey, it's cool to have you, man. I when I heard Seth was sick, I felt really bad, and I didn't know what we were gonna do. So you stepping up and filling his shoes, man. That's 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 huge for us. So thanks. Well, you guys are welcome. Like, really, I, I, I'm the one that should be thanking you guys because I listen to all your podcasts and I'm just like a super fan. Like, I just love love all you guys. I want to be your brother, you know. Um, I can't help it. I just get so excited when I hear your guys' voice on a podcast. You're, you're making me blush, Ronald. I, who's your favorite of the four of us? Who's who's your who's the breakout star? Uh, Ronald, I'm the one that brought you over here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you did. Um. I don't know what I'm looking y'all guys in the eyes right now. It's it's kind of nervous. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, Michael, but I think I gotta go with Jordan because uh, he's he's clean shaven. He's got a pearly face. Uh, well, thanks, Ronald. I really appreciate that. I remember Ronald that. Is making it quite uncomfortable in here now, Ronald. It's it's fine. You can scoot your chair back over that way. Well, guys, I'm the one that gave him a ride here. I gotta take him home too. Oh, it's it's okay. I'm very friendly. I I, I don't mind the calls or ruckus. It's it's okay. You guys can continue on now. Wow, Ronald, you're throwing off our mojo. Uh, we're we're kind of off our game a little bit. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I forgot to tell you guys my last name. My name is Ronald P. Tramp. <laughs> Why's that funny? What does the P stand for? Pretty. <laughs> That's what I tell the ladies. Don't tell my wife. Ron, what are you drinking, buddy? I, I'm drinking Old Milwaukee's beers because it's the best beer in town. Um, and that's why that's another reason that's good that Michael's driving tonight because you know I like to drink every now and then. Um, wow, Ronald, I have to let you know that this is a family-oriented podcast, so I don't, I don't know that I, I forgot to tell you guys that there's a lot of things that come out of Ronald's mouth that. It might be a little controversial to some people. Controversial. Controversial. Yeah. Let's add that to the Michael Dictionary. Michael <laughs> like, you guys think I'm off my rockers. You should hear some of the conversations I have with Ronald. I would love to. You guys should just chat it up together. <laughs> For just the next hour, just the two of you yeah. should just have a real in-depth conversation. You could have your own podcast. It's really funny because it's like I'm almost having a conversation with myself, but Ronald's like this... Um, inner child that and somehow I feel a kindred spirit to. Well, M- Michael, I, I, I really like you too. Like, I, I, we have some really in-depth conversations talking about comics and the world and philosophication of life. And it, it's really neat sometimes, but 
I, I don't want to take center stage. I want to give time because this is your guys' podcast. So I, I'm just here as a guest. I like you guys are kind of making me blush. Ronald, I like you, man. I like you too, buddy. I like the whole Tramp family. Whatever you got, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you got going on. Well, see, my family comes from down, down, down deep south, and really, it, it wasn't um, Tramp before, but at some point, one of our ancestors changed it to Tramp. I'm not really sure, like. Some people have joked that it might be Trump, but I, I can't see maybe related to him. But you know, we might have an ancestor that's like crossbred related or something. But you know, I don't want to get into those political vacations and stuff. So, um, you guys, you guys want to talk about comics, right? Or I mean, what are you guys starting out with tonight, Ronald? You're you're already making this podcast great again. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're like kind of taking the spotlight right now. I, I'm the one that's supposed to be talking and making funny jokes, and you're kind of ruining it for me. I don't even miss Seth, you guys. I think, <laughs> you know, if his illness, you know, God forbid the worst happens, I think Mr. Tramp could step right into this shoes. Well, I don't want to say I made him sicker or anything, because I, I don't want there to be people thinking that I might have did something to him, but, you know. I, Do you I, have an alibi, Ronald? Well, according to my wife, I always have an alibi. <laughs> have I told you guys my wife's name? I don't believe I can't so. Wait. Her name's Percy. Percy Tramp. But I call her Penelope. That's longer than Percy. Usually you shorten the name. It is a nickname. But, say she's so pretty she needed a longer name, so I call her <laughs> Penelope. I like the way it rolls off my tongue. Wow. Okay. Um, I, I think we've gotten off track, Ronald. Let's, let's try to get in, let's all focus, like, not to be the sense of reason here. Yeah, but. Ronald, you've thrown my game off because I had huge news. Huge news. I had huge, huge news. I've been waiting all week for some huge news. And you know who it involves. When you saw huge news, like, how big you talking? Like, huge. Are you talking like a big bias it's news big. huge? <laughs> Fast. The word was fast. (laughs) I don't normally measure my news in like fish increments, but hey. Is it like a mackerel or like a a giant channel catfish, like size of the boat? (laughs) I was gonna say, you know, we in the middle high valley, they got some really big catfish. I like fish too. It involves Pearl Mother. Pearl Mother. Pearl Mutter. Guys, mm. someone stole his genetic material. <laughs> the notorious supervillain? Pearl Mutter? Pearl Mutter. Isaac Pearl Mutter. Someone stole his DNA. His DNA? <laughs> Holy shenanigans. What the heck's all going on with that? So, honestly, uh, Seth said he couldn't come here tonight. Seth's usually kind of our news guy. He gathers up these mm-hmm. topics we talk about. He's kind of on the front line of all this breaking news. And we just, you know, riff off whatever he comes up with. So, I thought, oh, no, Seth's not here. we got to find something to talk about. So, I literally just Googled Isaac Perlmutter and wanted to find – and I found the greatest story I've ever heard. This came out uh the New York Times on March 7th. So, it's kind of old. But it didn't really make how, any of the fan news. Yeah, how did we miss this? So on this is the premier Perlmutter podcast. <laughs> if there's breaking Perlmutter news, We're we should be there. What's the number one James Bond villain? 
like is it Doctor No or something? Doctor no, uh, Goldfinger, mm-hmm. uh, B- Blofeld. Because I want like whoever like stole his DNA, he's got to have like a really cool name. Uh, it's Pier and Boom. <laughs> Pier Boomer. That's Her- my long lost cousin from my other side of my family. Harold Pier and Boom. Oh, Harold, not Harold. He's always ne- he's never up to any good. <laughs> Calm down, Ronald. <laughs> oh, Harold. Okay, so yeah, the New York Times reported this story about all these lawsuits that have been going on with Perlmutter. And it was just picked up uh, August 11th, very recently, on this, as OuterPlaces.com. It's kind of a sci-fi blog that mixes in real science and science fiction. And they, they, they had a truth is stranger than fiction sort of story. Uh, it's Palm Beach, Florida. Whatever weird gated community Perlmutter lives in, <laughs> he's been having a fight with this Harold guy. Who was like a golf pro, or a, sorry, a tennis pro, and there's some tennis courts on the premises that Ike's fighting over. He doesn't, even, he either doesn't want them there, or they're too. Li- I don't know what the story is. We can't make this stuff up. But there have been multiple lawsuits between. He sued him for the tennis courts, and he countersued <laughs> and whatever. So Perlmutter and Pierenboom have been having a legal battle for like a year now. This sounds like the Hatfields and the what is it? Yeah, uh, like the billionaire Hatfields and McCoys. <laughs> So all of a sudden, there have been over a thousand unsigned pieces of hate mail have shown up at this Herald guy's friends, family, and business associates. Wow. These letters that are like slandering him and saying, do you know this guy is a, has sexually assaulted a child? This guy attacked someone with a knife. This guy was a murderer. And they're all unsigned. And they're like, like, are they act, like actually giving facts with it or just saying no, like, it's like none of this stuff is ever, there's no court documents to back any of this stuff up. It's just slander and lies. And yeah, he's just trying to like scare this guy out of the allegedly, allegedly. Don't All right. That. I just have to stop you right there. Is Perlmutter the guy that donated like a million dollars to the Trump campaign? Yeah, totally unrelated. I'm sure. But yes, this all makes sense. Now. <laughs> so there, there's this big countersuit. That they're trying to prove that Perlmutter is sending all his hate mail <laughs> to scare this guy out of his gated community. This, this, this is really fun around there. You know, like, I, I like wearing my lawsuits on Sunday, but to, to, to do like, just to slander a man because a man is a man of his word. And to make a man less than his word, that's just disastrous. Like, especially a tennis pro. I mean, that's all you have is your word. That's a tennis pro. <laughs> so yeah, they have, uh, they've, uh, I don't know what the legal term is, but they've gone to Marvel trying to get his work emails to, to see if he's ever, like, mentioned this guy in, like, correspondence. And that's, as far as I could find, that hasn't been settled yet. So I don't know if Marvel has given up. These emails. Is, is Joe still the editor in chief? Uh, there's a couple different layers okay. now. Joe but Kassana. could you imagine like the law enforcement's coming in there, like you do comics, or <laughs> like, well, we need to search your servers for emails. <laughs> but we haven't even got to the best part yet. Oh, so Lord. the 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 Harold's lawyer set up basically a phony deposition and forced Perlmutter to come in so they could steal his DNA <laughs> and they could test it against the envelopes. So they they had uh they had like uh what they called evidence thing there and they made him touch everything uh-huh. to get his fingerprints and they took his water bottle that he drank from to try to get saliva. Too much CSI. This is yeah. like the greatest Law and Order episode <laughs> ever. 
Are you sure you're not just reading a, one of those episodes? I, I, I have two sources from this. Multiple sources have have said this. Well, so, they always say, like, if it's more than one source, it's got to be true. So they brought him into this phony deposition and, like, had, like, a, a pitcher of water and some glasses there or whatever. And, did, wait, and just waited for him to, like, they take a drink. they heat up, too? Yeah. Like, like, oh, the AC's not working today. And he's, like, sitting over there sweating. Paramboom compelled Perlmutter to come to his lawyer's firm for a deposition. According to a judge's ruling in April, after several days days of testimony, Perlmutter was lured to the firm under false pretenses, and Perenboom and his lawyer were conspiring to steal his DNA. He even hired a DNA testing facility, which provided him with special paper for the exhibits that is constructed to efficiently pick up DNA. After the sham deposition in which Perlmutter was instructed to touch the exhibits, <laughs> Perenboom sent his DNA off for testing. It's unclear whether there was ever a match to the hate mail to Perlmutter's DNA, but the New York Times reported uh, yeah, they apparently some of the DNA on the letters went back to his wife, <laughs> Laura Perlmutter, but that was then that was immediately thrown out of court because it was like gotten uh, under false obtained, pretenses. Yeah. yeah, there was no <laughs> warrant or anything. So that, well, that's what I want to know is uh. How'd they, uh, get Laura's DNA? <laughs> like, was Harold, like, showing her some tennis lessons or something? Because they don't say that they got Laura come over and give DNA. And, yeah, sounds you like know, some phony, like, phony tennis lessons. It would have been awesome if they would have lured him into this little room for the deposition and then this Harold guy, like, jumped out of a closet with, like, a bunch of balls in a racket and just started firing him at him. <laughs> Well, what I want to know is, like, after he left, did he give, like, an evil cackle or something? And you know what I mean, Michael? And I'm like... His theme song played, I'm sure. (laughs) Well, I want to know if Harold was, like, uh, Ronald said, if he's ever there going, (laughs) as he leaves the premises. (laughs) So, yeah, as crazy as this is, I, I guess I did learn this website called it Genetic Larceny. It's not illegal yet. Apparently in Britain... You cannot take someone's DNA without them noticing, but there's only five states in America that have made it illegal. Alaska, Florida, Jersey, New York, and Oregon. That reminds me of another story I was reading another day on that damn, um, you know what you call it, that internet thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it was on ALL News or something, but it, it was this article that was talking about how this woman worked at one of them clinics and got some... Um, I don't know how to say it because I don't want to be rude to get out, um, mad juice. <laughs> and, uh, she, she used it to, um, conceive a, a child. And then she turned around like, you know, that's fine, Danny. Just don't tell him about it. <laughs> but she turned around and sued him for child support. And it, you know what? That court system told him he's going to pay child support now. Dang, Ronald. That, that's that's my step. I don't want to say what that is right now because you know you, you, Michael told me this was family friendly, so I don't want to go does there. That, but does that worry you? Well, you worried of could some, you? Someone's going to steal your. How did you put it? Well, I got. I, it's funny you brought that up because late at night I wake up. We're gonna bring up a lot of things, Ronald. They're all gonna be funny to you. I'm sure. I, I wake up in the middle of the night and I don't feel like myself. I feel like something happened. Like you know. I, I I used to sleep with one of them tinfoil hats, but my my it got it got in the way when I because I toss and turn when I sleep, and and my wife wouldn't like it because when I would turn over that tinfoil would crinkle and wake her up, and she didn't really like it. So, so I, I but like I wake up in the middle of the night and I feel like something happened. So I never know. I might have a lot of them. Them. them You've dang- been pearl muttered. Pearl muttered.
I might be. I might be permos. <laughs> you know, I always thought it was aliens, but you guys make a whole lot of sense. I think I've been Perlmutter. <laughs> Ronald, you're really regretting me bringing you here. <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to get through all this news. Um, thank I'm God. wondering if I've ever been Perlmuttered. I need to like hypnotism or something to go back to repress memories. Well, guys, like going back to Harold, if there is a supervillain that shows up in Marvel Comics that's a tennis pro, oh. there's going to be a lawsuit. That would be awesome. So yeah, this all seems to be have been going on for a long time, and I I love to find out the resolution to all this. Well, I guarantee, I'm saying it right now, we're going to follow this story right here as long as it takes. We're going to go on the road. We're going to. If we need to put out a weekly update on this story. Breaking No matter whose DNA we got to (laughs) steal. No matter how many phony depositions we got to put up. If you feel like you've been pearl muttered. (laughs) Leave a comment. We need a hotline. (laughs) Pearl muttered hotline. Call 740-555. You've been pearl muttered. Ronald, what, what do you think about that? Well, guys, I well, it's funny that you brought that up because I was thinking like I have like a, a plate in my head from an accident way back when, and I can pick up signals. I think that's how. Well, I thought it was aliens, but you guys are saying it is Perlmutter, but maybe that's what's been going on. But sometimes I can pick up radio signals, so if you guys want to bug as hell, so I can probably <laughs> I can probably listen in on for it. So I I, I think we should get to the bottom of this. Oh, let's do it, Ronald. Palm Springs, Florida road trip with Ronald. <laughs> Load up the tramp truck and we're going. The tramp truck. <laughs> Yeehaw, we get, we get on the tramp mobile. We're all the way. Woo, baby. Guys, we are having way too much fun. Um, I'm sorry you missed it. <laughs> I, I can. Does it have a? It would have to have a bumper sticker that said like "HBP." Have you been Perlmutter? <laughs> I feel like we should do like a Ghostbuster like fake commercial, like how they have in the, the original movie. Like, you know, that's really cheesy. It's just a. It's a. It's it's Mike on a headband and like a polo shirt with a tennis racket sneaking in. <laughs> your room at night. <laughs> oh, guys, just wait. We're going to have a YouTube video with a Perlmutter commercial in case you have been touched oh. by Perlmutter. <laughs> it's I mean, fun, like... Um, I'm you, a little worried. He's pretty easy on the on the lawsuits. Well, you guys are talking about Harold, and I've been listening to this new podcast called My Favorite Murderer, and it's these <laughs> two Californian girls, um, and each week they talk about you know, their favorite murderer. And, and then there's this other podcast that I'm listening to. I just, cause I got that one mixed up, but that's a really good one. But, um, but it has nothing to do with what you're trying to tell <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay, cool. I forgot because I listened to another podcast about murderers <laughs> called, uh, we're learning a lot tonight about Michael K. Easton. The last podcast on the left and they, on the left, uh, on the left. Um, and they went over the, uh, Mendez, Mendez brothers from the nineties that killed their parents and their dad wanted them to be tennis pros. 
And like, it was ridiculous, like what <laughs> torture he put them through to be tennis pros. So the whole time you're talking about that, it keeps making me think of that podcast. Did, did he steal, steal their DNA and that's why they killed him? Well, in the court case, they tried to say that. Oh. So they, they so tried this to. This has happened before. Well, maybe Harold and Pearl Muddle have, uh, watched the docudrama <laughs> on the Mendez brothers. Is it, the, is it the Mendez no, brothers? No. What is it? Menendez. Menendez. <laughs> Harold, that was pretty racist. We, we try not, we try to be culturally sensitive here, Harold. What guys, that wasn't me. No, that was Michael? No, that was Michael. That was my pet rat. <laughs> now we have rats. Oh, it's not right because that's disgusting. It's just a right. He's he's white with red eyes, and his name's Pete. That's close to your wife's name. Do you ever get him confused? We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk next television. You have failed this city. Right. Marvel and DC on TV. I am Supergirl. What's your name, darling? Agent Jobless. Okay. Uh, we're in the middle of summer, so there's not a whole lot of stuff <laughs> on. We don't have much to talk about. Be a quick TV subject. Uh, I did finish the show. Uh, I can't. Uh, how do you pronounce it? Daredevil. Holy shnikes. I finished season one of Daredevil. (laughs) You're the last person in the world that hasn't watched Daredevil. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. I loved every minute of it. And so I started... I just want to stop you right there because we've all been telling you that. Yes. But (laughs) I finally believe you now. (laughs) Story of my life. (laughs) Uh, I started Stranger Things. I think I'm like two episodes in. Oh, God. You guys both have you watched it? It's my favorite thing this year. Yeah. Oh, I, like, I started watching it, like, occasionally, and three or four episodes in it, I just binge-watched the rest of it. I don't, I'm sure we've talked about that before. On the podcast, we've mentioned it, too. yeah. I, I said two episodes in, I'm not completely hooked yet, but I love, they look like kids. Yeah. They're high schoolers, middle schoolers, like, but they all have acne and bad hair, yeah. like, middle it's not just the retro stuff, but like, even the cool, hip dude. <laughs> Like the, the, the pop douche. collar, yeah. He is not a good-looking guy. Uh, He's not a movie star playing a nerd. Like they all look like actual, yeah, you know, midwestern mm-hmm. kids. It's it looks awesome. very, for the most part, it all looks very realistic. And but I love the one guy, the one kid with. There's no way I'm pronouncing what he has with his front teeth. Concentrate, okay? Okay, one more time. Like, but. <laughs> Yeah, Dustin. Yeah, yeah but he immediately rem- reminds you of Chunk from the Goonies. <laughs> At least to me, anyway. He was my favorite, yeah. absolute favorite character in that show. And, yeah, like, as far as casting, like, I think it's pretty spot on. It's great. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And the, the only show I've seen that's premiered recently, it's, it's called Atlanta. It's on FX. It's the show Donald Glover created. There's a Troy from Community. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, and it, I couldn't even describe it to you. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a comedy drama. Weird, like it's very odd. There's weird things happen. I said the only thing I can say, like if you've seen Louis, the, the comedian Louis C.K. show, yeah. it's that kind of tone where you're not quite sure what you just watched, but it's cool <laughs> and you want to watch more of it. So uh, there's only been one episode. Well, they played two episodes for a full hour, so it was. 
I've enjoyed it. I'm gonna keep watching it. So. Did you know he's a rapper also? Yeah, it's sort of a, like it's a story about a guy in Atlanta who's kind of too smart. They've kind of hinted he got either left college or got kicked out of college. And he's, his cousin put out a mixtape and he's kind of blowing up as a rapper okay. in Atlanta and he wants to manage him is the basic plot. But there's, there's all kind of weird stuff and it deals with race and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, culture in the south and and economics and but it's also funny and weird and it's yeah it's i, I would recommend giving it a watch it's just starting but i i've really enjoyed it did um what's the name of it again atlanta atlanta i'll have yeah. to check that out because i've watched his uh stand-up comedy and it's pretty funny too um has anybody started the get down on netflix yet i know michael has <laughs> Have you started? Did you it? purposely just say that? No. Or are you being no? I'm being honest? serious. Yeah. Then you obviously haven't been seeing my Facebook feed <laughs> because I have been posting the Get Down uh, repeatedly. So you are watching the Get Down. I'm done watching the oh, Get okay. Down. Like, I, haven't, I, haven't watched I it, Michael though. got down. Like <laughs> I could talk five hours on the Get Down on how much I freaking loved it because I love. Aliens. I love aliens. (laughs) I love 80s hip hop, like the start of it. Mm -hmm. And it is like so rich into that. And that, you know, that story of, you you know, you're not from a good family and you're trying to rise above everything and make something of yourself. Like by the end of it, I was like standing up out of my chair, like you were dancing. You got like a piece of cardboard out. <laughs> oh, I wanted to. I was looking for it, but I thought that was too far. But I was like, I was sitting there tapping my foot and I was like, it was almost like I was watching a live event. I was so like, I cannot say enough good things about the get down. I, I wasn't sure. Is it, is it more based on a true story or is it just sort of a kind of a biography? It's more of a kind, like the only true character they have, well, they do have like, a lot, a lot of the original hip hop masters like, um, Grandmaster Flash. So they, they're actually, at, they're in there as characters? Yeah, well, they pe- there's people them. playing them. Like, yeah. Grandmaster Flash is actually the sensei and he, he's trying to teach a young b-boy the DJ skills and it weaves like that samurai type culture right into it. And I mean, it's so freaking good, hmm. but, um, I'm trying to think of some of the other names of like the rap gods that that are in it, and I'm drawing a blank at the moment. But I know all of them. Um, Melly Mel and and yeah, um, I want to say Herc. There's one other one, Sugar Hill Gang. That kind of well, they're not in it, but there's another DJ because in the early hip hop um, in the Bronx and stuff, they would find abandoned buildings. And you'd get these guys that would tap into the electric grid from the light poles and they would do these pop-up parties in these abandoned buildings. And it would always be like, because there was so, there was so much infighting in that culture during that time. Like this was the one place where you could go and let off steam and have fun. And they found a way to coexist without like actually fighting in, Hmm. and, and not to like, I mean, there's just so, there's so much realism mixed in with the story but the sto- the story is fictional i i haven't started it i i thought about it but i noticed there was some pretty heavy advertising after yeah. stranger things so it's really good I now i was guessing it was the next big netflix show you have to get into it's not 
it's not a musical, but music is like a big mm-hmm. part of it. So it's played heavily into it. Uh, because that's what sometimes like, uh, the guy that did that, um, Baz, uh, Baz Lerman. Yeah. Like he's one of the guys behind it. A lot of his stuff is more musical, which I mean, it's very interwoven into that, but it's not a musical by any means. Now I know one of the shows we normally watch is Arrow still. And just now they put out a, uh, there's a photo out on the internet of the new Arrow team with, uh, in costume with Wild Dog there. Neither can the people listening, so. Wild Dog's in there and Mr. Terrific's in costume now and the new Black Canary I see in there. (laughs) Well, Mr. Terrific got a haircut. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I gotta tell you, if, if we were betting on which characters would ever make it to screen, I don't know that Wild Dog would ever (laughs) have been on my list. Has Wild Dog been around since the 80s? Yes, because I was just reading an old Flash comic that when Wally West, yeah, when Wally West first came back, mm-hmm. I was reading I, a collection I got from somebody. It had the first like dozen issues of the Wally West yeah. Flash, yeah. and there were ads. The new vigilante, he fights terrorism, <laughs> and it was all Wild Dog. So it was like 86, 87. Wow! And it's funny because Wild Dog has like a hockey mask, and like Jason, and yeah. like a hockey jersey on with yeah. machine guns. Yeah. Uh, so that, that'll be, I mean, that's definitely a character they can explore very yeah, easily. They, yeah. Um, right, so, uh, this week or last week, as you're listening to this, was the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. Oh my God. We've talked a little bit about Star Trek before. I, I know you guys have some history with it. I'm not, I've never been the biggest Trek fan. I'm, I'm not a huge Trek fan. Well, I grew up around Star Trek because my mom liked it. Well, guys, let me tell you, I love Star Trek. Like, you, I would not have guessed you were a Trekkie. I, I'm a huge Trekkie from way back. I like, I love Star Trek. Like, just to like go boldly. Well, it, it's a five year. What is that? It's a five year mission to go boldly beyond stars or something. Yep, exactly. But, That's it. But, it. I'm pretty sure because you know I grew up on a farm and, and late at night, like if you were too tired, you would just lay it. Lay. See, I would think you'd be scared of aliens, Ronald. That if you if they were, you're why wearing would the you tinfoil boldly, hat. Why would you boldly go after looking for aliens if you were if they've done these things to you? Because it's Captain Kirk. He gets with all the ladies. Oh, you're looking for lady aliens. Okay. Right, there's aliens, and then there's lady aliens, and they're green, (laughs) and they can be different colors, but they got them there, you know. (laughs) I mean, like, because the aliens that I'm scared of are the gray ones with the really big eyes. Okay. But, you know, Captain Kirk is cool. Like, I mean, he's like John Wayne cool. Like, my dad, he loved John Wayne, but I was like, Captain Kirk, man, he gets all the ladies. I liked him. So you might be interested, they just came out, there's a new, it's a Bluetooth device made to look like the comm badge that you can now wear on your shirt and go, doop, doop, and like, Oh, like the next generation. And you can tie the Bluetooth into your phone or tablet and talk to people. <laughs> uh, would you wear one of those, Ronald? Would you hook? Do you have a device you would hook it to? <laughs> well, I say I got one of them old flip phones, like the communicators, because like, and I don't want to nice. upgrade because it looks like a communicator. Like, yeah. you put a Star Trek sticker on there, and you're good to go. Well, don't share this with everybody, but like, 
every once in a while because it's one of them prepaid services, it would it would go off and I would just like during that month I would pretend like I was like on that Starfleet Academy and I would just knit like you know, I'd flip it out and I'd be like Captain Kirk and I and I tell them like I need a, a green lady special number five <laughs> I, and and I, I just I just like to have fun with it on them months but otherwise I but I keep it because it's a flip device and it reminds me of that communicator. So does the Tramp Mobile have Bluetooth capabilities? <laughs> the Tramp Mobile I can't or the Tramp truck. Was it the Tramp Mobile? The tra- I can't remember the Tramp truck. <laughs> Well, it's funny you say that because it is a truck, but it's the mobile. It's obviously, it is, it's a truck. <laughs> it is the tramp mobile, mobile, mobile. You know, I, I'm just getting a little too excited. I gotta like slow down and really pronunciate my words because I, I'm afraid because I got this thick accent, you know. And I, no, it's not. It's not even noticeable, Ronald. Oh, thank you. That's very sweet of you, uh, but. The Tramp Mobile, you'd be surprised what it's tricked out. It's got shag carpeting. <laughs> and it's got furry dice. And it also got one of them cameras in it in case something happens in it, which we don't need to talk about. With the green alien ladies. Well, you know, if I, just in case I get permodel, I got a camera in there. <laughs> the court's gonna want photographic evidence of your permuttering. Well, after this conversation, I'm going to put me one of them DNA kits in my glove box. <laughs> All right, some other cool stuff. Uh, Black Lightning is coming to Fox, apparently. A pilot yeah. commitment for Black Lightning. How about well, that? that's kind of, it's, it's funny you mention that because I was just on Facebook talking about that among people because, um, so I had shared it. I thought it was funny, but they were saying Black was a new ginger of how oh, all these right. redheaded characters are now played by black characters. And I thought someone was, like, giving me crap about it. And I was like, no, 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 no. And she's like, no, I'm not. But I was like, well, just let me explain myself. I said, I don't care what race plays a character as long as they get the character right. For instance, let's take sexy James Olsen. James Olsen. I, I read books and work out. James Olsen. That is not the clumsy, red-headed Jimmy Olsen. That's a buffoon. Don't you talk bad about sexy James Olsen. I like sexy James Olsen. He's sexy. He's a friend of show. But he is not, he's not here right now. (laughs) I could get him on my communicator. I could go. Ronald, have you ever met sexy James Olsen? James Olsen. Have I ever? (laughs) He is one, like, I'm not gay or anything, but he is one hunk of hunk of burning man. (laughs) Like, cause I love comics. I grew up on comics too, because Every once in a while, Michael would send me something down through the mail, and and I would read them over and over again. And I know what he's talking about. Jimmy, just Jimmy, and that's not Jimmy. That's James, <laughs> and he like he right up there with Captain Kirk and like cool factor. James and, Olsen and Captain Kirk. Well, have you looked at him? He bald and sexy. <laughs> now, Pat- so is so is Captain Kirk, but he wears a rug. <laughs> now that's debatable. <laughs> Like the we can like like I I I watched that docudrama special about like and that's supposedly not really a toupee that was a joke. Oh wow! And I'll I'll go I'll go I'll, I'll put on one okay, of my okay sit down Ronald I didn't mean to offend he you. He will love fight you. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. I was about ready to put on one of my lawsuits. I'm sorry. <laughs> so going back to Black Lightning, 
Um, I'm curious, will they stick, will it be called Black Lightning, or will they do the arrow thing and it'll just be lightning? Lightning, lightning. <laughs> and shorten it and make it cool. <laughs> well, since it's at Fox, it's going to be completely different. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering because, because from what I did read about it, was it sounded like they were taking it off of, um, DC was running cartoon shorts and they had a Black Lightning one where he had two daughters that I think both of them had superpowers. Because I read something about one character being cast that was his daughter, so I'm wondering if they're going that route with it or if it's going to go closer with the comic book version. Well, if I know Fox, they'll cast a uh, red-headed ginger as Black Lightning. <laughs> uh, to me, the definitive Black Lightning is Sinbad <laughs> on that Saturday Night Live skit. Oh, Has ever seen yes. that? The Death of Superman skit. <laughs> yeah. Eat lightning, chump. If he doesn't say eat lightning, chump, I'm not watching the show. I've got to go find that. I don't know if I've ever watched that. Probably my favorite Saturday Night Live bit they've ever done. Oh, my. They won't let him in the because the the bouncer at the funeral doesn't recognize him. He's like, I'm Black Lightning. Come on. (laughs) Uh, On a side note, what I don't understand is in the Super Friends, Black Lightning is Vulcan. Yeah. Like... Why did they have to change that, like, and go from, like, Black Lightning wore pants, (laughs) and they went, like... I don't think he was intended, that was intended to actually be Black Lightning. Yeah, it was. Like, I I know in my brain somewhere I watched something on that, like, that was... Black, the basis of the character. Black Vulcan, he couldn't wear pants because when he flew, it was just a big lightning coming out of his bottom half. Was there. he called Black Vulcan? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He wasn't just called Vulcan? Uh uh-uh. uh. What the F? Like. Well, you had Apache Chief. He was an Apache. Yeah. He had Samurai. And he was a Samurai. And Eldorado. I still I don't know what Eldorado. the hell Eldorado was. <laughs> he was the Mexican Superman. Okay, but I I don't think he ever had a de- definitive power set. He did like, like he something could just with do, his. He could do whatever depending on the episode, though. I'm thinking he did something with his cape and like he would like those, disappear. Like, yeah, but then he will. I think he like shot lasers out of his eyes one time. I don't know. But anyways, I don't think Black Vulcan was actually meant to be Black Lightning. Um, we're gonna have to look that up. True fans out there, you get on <laughs> there and research continue. that. Actually, I saw Super Friends uh, just had an anniversary. They de- debuted like um, this past week here for the first time. I think it was 1973. Wow. So that'll take you back. Well, I'm sorry to get off subject here, but it just reminded me of something. The remastered, remastered 30th anniversary of the Transformers... The animated movie is yeah. coming out. I don't know. I don't think it's out yet. But it looks great. And I am like, I'm so excited for that thing it's been to out, come out. out of print for years and years. And they're finally getting a Blu-ray release. Like I went on Francis eBay Francis. looking for the DVD. Because I, I, I had the VHS tape. But I don't think I read the DVD. And it was on eBay for a ridiculous amount of money. I've got a copy of it. Do you want to sell it? That's my old, it's a rental copy I had from when Asylum ran a movie. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, uh, just a couple other quick things. There's a quick little teaser promo for Legion on Fox. The X-Men kind of tie-in where literally nothing happened. It's <laughs> them in a, like an insane asylum. I got a question about that. Yeah. 
His name's Legion, right? Sure. Okay, and are they saying... Because I, I read that it's in one of them parallel universes to the X-Men, so there's no other mutants. Okay. Okay, like, I, I, I mean, that's... Well, I mean, the X-Men don't exist. And he's Charles Xavier's son. So, who the heck his dad is? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I think it's not going to be great at all, because <laughs> you got to have Charles Xavier in there, because... It's his son. Oh, the, did, the clip did have Aubrey Plaza in it, which I didn't realize she was in it. Right? Who's that? Uh, from Parks and Rec, she was... Uh, oh, she purdy? She's purdy purdy. Do you like her? <laughs> Cliff, do you like her? Do you know who she is? I know who she is. But I, do you I, really I'm know? wondering if they're going to partner Legion up with Lightning. Oh yeah, because it's going to be at Fox also. Yeah. One night of great TV. <laughs> Legion and Lightning. <laughs> and Gotham on Thursdays. Uh, and then we had, it came out a little bit ago, but the first picture of uh, Gabriel Luna as Ghost Rider on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And they just, he had a picture of him in the costume, and then they just recently released a, it was like 16 seconds of a car peeling out. You mean like, of Look, the it's Ghost Rider. Town like, cell footage? Yeah, it was not, it was nothing with All right, the guys. first footage so, of Ghost Rider. Do you remember when Kickass did that? <laughs> did it, drove a car? Kickass like, didn't drive a car. <laughs> you guys have no clue what I'm representing. No. The, the lot, the found cell phone footage, like oh, before Kickass oh. came out, they like leaked these like I'm doing air quotes, nah. but they leaked these videos online. It was like viral marketing. I don't remember. Um, I do have to say, like as much as we bitch and complain about Agents of Shield, it is a slow burn show that like really half the show you're like, what's going on? Move the plot around, and they always bring it at the <laughs> end. Like I got caught up on Netflix with the last season. It was really good. I was really happy with yeah, the way it, it went. Typically in strong, yeah. So are you guys excited about Ghost Rider then? Yeah, actually, I like that version, um, even though I never got the comics, so don't hurt me, Jordan. <laughs> I didn't know this version ever existed. But the only problem I have with it is it should be Ghost Driver, not Ghost Rider. <laughs> but I digress. So what does Ronald think? Do you, I assume you like a motorcycle driving Johnny Blaze rather than a hot rod Robbie Reyes. You're slinging my tin right there. You tell, you put on some Creedence Clearwater Revival. You give me 70s Johnny Blaze and it's on. Like, I like, like that, that, I, man, with that blazing skull, you know, that is cool right there. Like, I know, I, I feel like I gotta come up with some more adjectives or something because I just keep saying things are cool. But, you know, like, it's almost like Evil Knievel on AC. Like, he, that, that skull burning on fire. I like fire. It's really cool. I watched that again. I was like, cool. So if you, have, if you have one takeaway from tonight's episode, is that fire is cool. Mm-hmm. But but uh, you know, I, I I think that version's cool because but I, I was thinking there was like two brothers or something or what the. You use the same adjectives as Ronald. You guys use kind of the same vocabulary. I think they've been what? hanging out a lot, spending guys, some time together. You don't understand. I had to drive him here. <laughs> And he calls me up every Sunday after church, and I have to listen to him for two hours. What are you talking about? You like them Sunday conversations? You know when I'm at, when I, after I take my lawsuit off, 
you know, you know, you like calling me. You're right, Ronald. It's it's always fun. But getting back to Ghost Rider, it's and this happens with a lot of characters is that we grew up in an era where a lot of characters changed. And with me, Ghost Rider was Danny Ketch, mm-hmm. and Johnny Blaze was long gone. And of course, they brought they brought him back, but and then they, but the same thing with like Kyle Rayner, like all these like um, prodigy characters that we grew up on are still in the universe somewhere. But it it kind of sucks because we don't get to see them on the big screen at all, and we're, we're either. We're in this weird space where it would be nice to see something like I really I was there with when um, Danny Ketch took over Ghost Rider and uh, Max um, I'm not gonna say his last name right Terexier Teixeira help help me out here is that right Mark it's pronounced Mark what did I say Max Max wow I have been hanging out with Ronald a lot. Wow, I'm really, I'm really sorry. I think I've actually met him in person. That I feel like an idiot now, but I've always loved his art style. But I remember him on Ghost Rider, and and it blew me away. Um, but anyway, I'm going on a tangent here. Uh, yeah, the last thing I've got for TV, uh, there's some Doctor Who episodes coming back as animated versions. What? Some oh. of these ones that have been lost to history yeah. that got erased. Where they just had uh, like the audio? Yeah, they've got. Some surviving audio and some photographs mm-hmm. to go by. And the first one they're doing is Power of the Daleks. Hmm. Apparently, I think that's the one where maybe the first Doctor turned into the second Doctor. Some, it's some big important episode that's, you know, been erased from the master tapes. Yeah. And they're going to go back and animate it and, and release it as a full. That's episode. always interesting to me how every once in a while you, a story pops up where somebody has found an episode in South Africa or something <laughs> and, uh, it's always a big deal. So, is oh. that going to be on BBC or? Uh, yeah, I, I imagine. think. And then it said like the next day it's it'll be in Britain, and then the next day it goes to America, and the next day it goes mm-hmm. streaming. Or yeah. they're releasing it some way. I think it was like a four part miniseries, maybe originally, and they're doing it as one. I hmm. I'm not sure. I didn't read every. Well, well, guys, that. did you know that Doctor Who started out as like an educational series? Really? Like the first couple black and whites, like when they first developed it, the original Doctor Who in black and white, like it was supposed to be like an educational, like sciencey type stuff. Like, like Mr. Wizard kind yeah. of thing? Well, I, I want to go that far because I think they did time travel and stuff, but it was, it was supposed to be educational and, and then it got entertaining and you know, we know what we have now. So th- that might be, might be kind of boring. I think what Ronald is referencing here is the fact that, yes, Doctor Who was originally a children's show that ran at, like, it was like an afternoon school show. And, uh... With that, no that, budget. Yeah, with no budget, that's for sure. Did Did you guys watch the documentary there a couple, what was it, a couple years ago when they had their big, um, anniversary? For Doctor Who. Yeah. It was like some... It was like a, it wasn't a documentary, it was like a, it was a fake documentary, it was a biopic type pick where yeah. about the first season of Doctor Who and the I people like behind it. Something it was pretty interesting. Watched or read like when we were on vacation one year, I picked up this Doctor Who book that like went into the whole history of Doctor mm-hmm. Who and it was really interesting of like it's almost like that was 
their version of Star Trek. Like, it didn't get any love for the longest time, and then, like, it turned into this huge cult. Well, I think fashion. Doctor Who was pretty popular at first, and I think it's had its ups and downs. Yeah. Certainly when Tom Baker was the Doctor, it was really... I remember as a kid in the early 80s, PBS used to run old episodes of Doctor yes. Who, and my grandfather used to watch him. We, uh, all my cousins, we all hated it. We're like, oh, this is horrible. We can't sit through this. <laughs> I, I just loved it, like, when K-9 would come on. Like, that was my favorite part <laughs> when I was a kid of K-9, the, the robotic dog. Yeah, so I kind of got... When Doctor Who came back, uh, I kind of got back into the show, uh, well, really for the first time, and uh, really enjoyed those. Now, the, the, since, uh, the newest Doctor has been up there, I, I really, I think I've watched like one or maybe two episodes. Well, I, it kind of lost me. With the new, like, I, I haven't watched past one or two episodes either, and it's really strange because usually every Doctor they have, at first, you're always like, ugh, I like the old Doctor. And then you turn, like, they add their own flair to it. But this one, like, from what I had watched, and I'm sure it's probably better now, but it just did not seem to me like the Doctor at all. Yeah, I couldn't get it. it I had a hard time serious. getting into it. Now, I know it did pique my – I found out that Maisie Williams was on quite a few episodes, and that kind of piqued my interest a little bit. I did watch one episode, I think, that had her on it. But, um yeah, I think with Doctor Who, they will say whoever the Doctor is – when you first get into it, it is usually your doctor. Well, I watched Dr. Hugh, but what I really liked was the impossible girl. Like when she was on there, whoo, buddy, she was sexy. Again, don't tell my wife, but she was pretty. The impossible girl? Yeah. You don't know about the impossible Cla- girl? Clara was the impossible girl. I got nothing. She's oh, gone wow. now. Like, She's- let, let me tell you, she saved Dr. Hugh's life. Like, there would be no Doctor Who without the impossible girl. Like, and the first time he, he met her, you know what she was? What? She was a brain of a dialect. <laughs> a dialect. Dang. And you know them dang little, uh, dialects <laughs> that are like, exterminate, exterminate. Right, right. And it's funny cause I really like the dialects <laughs> because they sound like my Uncle Just Johnny. Keep dialect. <laughs> because, he had one of them things where like he smoked a lot as a as a younger and I would always I would always go up to Uncle Johnny and I'd be like, Johnny I'm getting take a bike here. I'm like, Johnny shakes terminate and he would put his voice communicate up there and he'd be like And I'd be like, Oh Johnny, I love it when you do that. Well, but, you, you, yeah, you've gotta find humor in the little things. I, I'm sorry, I'm getting all excited at We have crossed so many lines tonight. <laughs> But I gotta tell you, no, seriously though, is the, the impossible girl, like, she kept showing up in Doctor Who, or like, he didn't know what was going on, and, but, uh, yeah, she actually, uh, I can't remember the story, but, uh, Doctor Who was gonna lose his life, and she ended up going into the time stream and fixing everything, and, and, but yeah, she started out as one of them dialect brains. <laughs> I'm not I, sure I, that's right. I, I feel like I've learned so much tonight as a Doctor Who novice. I'm ready to jump right into the series now. Well, I might watch this this new animated series, The Power of the Dialect. <laughs> I, I will say, I, I've really... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Man, Seth, you should really be here tonight. 
Um, I, I will, I will say I've always really enjoyed Doctor Who as a very original sci-fi show. Continuity. Um, I just, it has way too much continuity for me. Like, I, 50 years would be very intimidating for me to jump in at this point. Everybody tells me I should be watching it, but I'm, I'm too scared to even start. Well, you just have to go back with the... Start in 2009 or when the the, show came back. Is it the Ninth Doctor? Yeah. And um, did you have anything else related to TV or video? Because I I forgot to bring it up earlier when I brought up Transformers. I forgot to talk about the Combiner Wars. Do you have the IDW trade of Combiner Wars? I might. Okay, I might be interested in buying it. <laughs> okay. Um, the whole storyline that... The Combiner Wars being the Combiner, the multiple Transformers that combine to a giant com- Transformer. Computron and... Computron. That had to be the worst one. Die, Computron! Probability of Computron defeat, 0%. Computron think too much. They actually reference that, like, gosh. Um, but anyway, they the um, short that's on the Go. What was it? The Go C uh, Network or Go ninety? Go ninety. Yeah, um, it's like a five minute animated show, and it's really good. Like it, it, it takes right. It leaves right off where the animated movie ended. Um and Starscream's on the 1985 movie. Yeah, yeah, it it completely continues that continuity. Um, and Starscream is on the the council, and there is no more Autobots and Decepticons, and but there is Megatron. They they never explain how there's Megatron, not Galvatron. Yeah, I I don't know, but he turns into a tank now. Oh, but anyway, they follow that continuity, and it's a really well done like five minute sketch. Um, and like even there's part of it where, um, Optimus Prime shows up and he has to go track down Megatron because all these combiners are destroying everything. And the council is like, they're really worried about it that they're going to, I think it's like the key of uh, Enigma or something that they want to use to create other Enigmas. Or, uh, so other... They're, they're destroying everything by fighting each other or they're destroying like the Constructobots are just like, well, leveling like, they, they're leveling things. Like, they were fighting each other on a off-world, and they were killing people around them. So they were they were off their leash, per se. Um, what's the construction? What's the... Uh, Devastator. Devastator. Yeah, like him and... Um, is it Mechasaur or... I that don't know. sounds like Godzilla. Menzor. I, I can't remember his That's name. That's a kaiju. <laughs> anyway, they kill each other, or they battle or something, but... I don't know. Uh, Regardless. So you're watching Combiner Wars. Yeah, it's really, it's really good. And of course there's something that happens that it's, it seems like it's coming close, but it was really interesting and it makes me want to pick up the, the trade to check it out. Um, so okay. do you have multiple copies of that? I'm sure I could get them. So <laughs> if anyone's interested, stop down <laughs> Asylum and order your Combiner Wars. Sure. Sounds like a great deal. Moving uh, on. Are we like way over? I feel like we've been talking for uh, six hours. About an hour maybe. Uh, yeah, 55 minutes, so yeah, right. not too bad. In a world, one man, one desire. A long time ago, in a land 
in a time coming this fall. They were young. Hold tight. They're back. He's back. They're all back. And this time, even funnier. And all the other movie trailer cliches. Well, we got movies? lots of movie news. We can Ooh. maybe just burn through real quick because yeah. there's lots of comic news too. I, I'm okay. sorry, guys. Ronald right, tends Ronald, to talk hey, a lot. Ronald, we love having you here, buddy. Uh, I'll say first, uh, Booster Gold. Citizens of Metropolis, behold, Booster Gold. Traveling back through time from the year 2462 AD, Booster Gold has come to battle today's wrongdoers. Booster Gold, protecting his past to ensure your future. The Woo-hoo. movie's not part of the DC universe. Yeah, this is or it's gonna be, it's gonna be a standalone story, they're saying. That's what they're saying. I'm not buying it. You don't think there'll be any cameos or? I think there are multiple theories that have already popped up around the internet. I think this is going to be either he's going to be part of the CW television universe. That would be a mess if they try to have two different. Or Booster just could be the character that just brings the whole multiverse together. Oh. Is he going to be like the Access character from Marvel vs. DC, where he can exist <laughs> in both realities? Interesting. But, I mean, in all reality, Booster Gold, it could be one tra- time travel jump between the universes. Yeah. yeah Come on, it's comics. We can explain this. Uh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, there's got to be more to Behind the scenes, more to the story than he's than it's just a standalone. I, I think it's more saying because all these m- movies are following a path; they tie into each other and reference each other. Where mm-hmm. this doesn't probably tie into any of the other yeah, movies. They may have just gotten sick of answering those questions. Well, yeah. when, is this the future or the past or when? Like, yeah. they may have just where does this fit before Justice League or after? Like, they may just be like it's by itself. Leave us alone. <laughs> like, shut up, nerds! Let us do our job. <laughs> Well, you're not doing a very well job. Yeah, well, they also uh, said recently, uh, WB executive John Berg said they have, quote, accelerated the story of Justice League uh, to get more to the hope and optimism part. So they're basically <laughs> saying, like, we're skipping all the gloom and, and doom and gritty darkness. And we're, yeah, Justice League, we're accelerating to the fun and hopeful part. So... You mean they're playing Batman on reverse? Yeah, they're kind of backtracking the whole where whatever executive said there's no jokes in the DC universe and everything's serious. They're saying, eh, we're going to skip past all that. We're going to give Joker his teeth back. (laughs) Let's not go crazy. Well, they kind of, what was Young Justice, the television, the cartoon show on the a few years back. It's a really good show. It was a really good show, but it went from like season one. And then season two, they jumped ahead five years and gave no explanation of anything. And Just, here it is, they're older. And Impulse is thrown into the mix. Well, what? yeah, tons of characters were, and it, there was no background. Just, here they are. Yeah. it was. But even that was a good story, too. And it has been rumored that Peter David is involved in reviving the Netflix series, and he's gone on the record says, I am not involved at all. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's been too long. We're not going to see another season of that. Uh, Fuller House, never say never. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to wait 20 years. Younger Justice? <laughs> Baby Justice. <laughs> I will say, I remember when that comic first came out, back in my heavy collecting days mm-hmm. as a youngster, and I was like, that is a stupid name for a title. <laughs> like, Teen Titans, 
that's cool. Young Justice? <laughs> like, what is this? But I actually, I really loved the cartoon. I thought it was really good. And I always like like Todd Neck's uh, art style on Young Justice. And we have a Deathstroke. We have a death. We have another Deathstroke. Joe Manganiello. I feel like he only got the part based off the Arrowverse Deathstroke because they kind of look similar. The actors right? referring to the back to the Ben Affleck put a video out of Deathstroke. Well, no, I mean the actors out of outside of. Oh, Kobe. you mean the, to the, me? The, like they're both very chiseled with the. Yeah, because uh, Arrow was a uh, Manu. I forget, his, I forget his name. Something like that? That sounds right. Yeah. That sounds like Aquaman. What's Aquaman's character's name? And Arthur? No, I mean his actor's name. Like the actor. Cal Drogo. <laughs> wow, we're just <laughs> off the rails tonight. <laughs> Literally, I just blanked on the actor's name. Yeah, but I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember his character's name. <laughs> he played Conan. Oh. Not very well. Anyways. Uh, moving on. And apparently they're bringing Billy Crudup. Uh, Dr. Manhattan from the Watchmen films is gonna play Henry Allen, Flash's dad on- Yes. In the new Flash solo movie. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Exciting stuff. I guess we're all thrilled. <laughs> well, I mean, we're all thrilled by that news. <laughs> this new Flash, I don't think has anybody excited as Ezra. Ezra Miller and- Billy Cudrow, okay, whatever. But, well, it's because the Flash TV series is so good. Yeah. Like, thankfully, we're not complaining that they have an arrow in the movie, because we'd be complaining about that, too, because they've done so well with those characters. And, unfortunately, they haven't done very well with Man of Steel, so we're not complaining too much about the TV Superman coming on board yet. Have we talked about the TV Superman? Not yet. Well, we'll have to get to that next episode. I mean, we might have to call in our mullet-wearing Superman Oh, I would know. 90s Superman. Oh. Okay. All right, comic book news. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> rebirth, rebirth. It's outselling Marvel. Take that, Seth! <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll burn through a few of these too. Alan Moore's retiring from comics. What? Breaking news. How many times have he, has he said that? Uh, all the time. He said he has about 250 more pages left in him. He's, he's in the middle of a, a mini series now called uh, Providence, like Lovecraft kind of story. He's got some other book he's finishing and maybe one more uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But after that, He's done. He's done forever from comics. Tom Strong, I'll miss you. Sorry to see you go, Alan. Uh, speaking of sales, they said the Champions number one, the book coming after the Civil War two with all the young heroes, Ms. Marvel, Miles Morales, uh, the young Vision kid. Pre-orders of four hundred thousand copies. Wow. So <laughs> that is insane numbers for today's comic books. Yeah. For a book, I'm not sure anyone's all that excited. Well, I want to know if Pearl Mutter was involved with getting the name back because that was a really big deal, like the champion's name. Because I think AC AC Comics owned it because they had their champion. I think that's what why they could never use the name because they oh, had really? um, in the '90s they had a champion's book. I want to say in the late '80s, '90s, but and it was really good. Um, 
I want to say because it, it, it kind of changed hands on like the company name, but they that's why they were never able to use it, and somehow they got the rights back. Yeah, but they've done some crazy variants. There's a one for one thousand variant Ooh. out there that said at least several stores have bought. So the numbers are inflated. Yeah, now, there's some var- There was a Scholastic variant. They're selling at schools and bookstore. Or about really, the book the book yeah. sales at schools they oh, do. Yeah. So yeah, four hundred thousand is a little bit fluffed up, I think. <laughs> now, who created the female vision? Uh, that was the most recent series that tom king wrote i believe that's been very critically acclaimed or vision created a wife and two kids so this is viv vision is not the young daughter android how scarlet witch feel about that did they ever get divorced <laughs> well, she created fake kids of her own so everybody create their own fake but that kids. was when they were married <laughs> you gotta keep the marriage going um, and they did just announce there's going to be a, uh, a book called Supergirl Being Super coming in December. We're going to get a Supergirl origin story. And the whole creative team are females. The writer, artist, colorist, everybody on the book is a female. And they're all big indie names. Uh, writer Mariko Tamaki. Artist Joelle Jones. They've done some of these big, uh, fairly recent, female-friendly indie kind of titles. So... That should be a pretty good book, I would think. Because right now, the, the Rebirth Supergirl is written by two dudes. <laughs> two dudes! It's like Steve and Tom are writing Supergirl. <laughs> Hooray! So I, I did see an article they were talking about on Bleeding Cool of how much Cat Grant has been redone for the new Supergirl book that yeah. she's looking very much like the uh, Calista Flockhart. I, I When I read it, I heard Calista Flockhart's voice in my head. I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't help it. <laughs> Because, and it's funny because if people aren't familiar with Cat Grant, like she was kind of the sluttier version of Lois Lane. <laughs> Ronald, did you, were you a fan of, who did you prefer, Cat Grant or Lois Lane? Oh, I got a And Walking Dead right now is in the part. Two of the Whisperer War just came out and they killed off a pretty big character on the first page of the book. It was kind of shocking. Can I guess who it is? Sure. Throw somebody out. Michelle. Or Michelle. 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 Michonne. Michelle was killed many issues ago off, off panel. Is it Michelle? Michelle. Keep going. I'm so confused. Is it Michonne? Michonne is the correct name. Okay. Is she still alive in the book? Yes. Okay. Did she get killed? No. Okay. <laughs> That's why she's still alive. <laughs> All right. But there are so many characters in the book mm-hmm. now, I couldn't... If I remember their name, I feel like they're a, they're a major character because they've combined all the... Well, I don't want to spoil the show for too much, but <laughs> they've met a lot of people <laughs> since the uh, Megan era. So we're... we've Yeah, there's the show... I'm not even going to explain what the Whisperer <laughs> War is because when it gets to that point in the show, it's going to be kind do you, of crazy. Do you think the show will run that long? I think so. It's yeah. Like how much? Yeah. As long as it's pumping in oh, money. Oh, yeah. It's, it's weird. Like zombie stuff has like jumped the, that era where it, it's no longer a fad. It's mm-hmm. just built into pop culture now yeah. where I don't see it ever going away now. Well, we had such an, when the Walking Dead show came out, we had this total influx of everything zombie mm-hmm. and now i think we've kind of it's kind of petered out a little yeah, bit yeah it, it, it's had its moment and we're kind of still there with 
just The Walking Dead at this point. Now it's superheroes that have kind of taken right. over. Right. <laughs> well, let me tell you, there's a podcast called We're Alive that's a zombie-type podcast that mixes in other or, um, elements of horror, and it is really good. Like, it ran four seasons, and it's a story-driven podcast, and I highly recommend it. It sucks you right into the storyline, and they just can't came out with, like, a prequel part that goes back into some of the history of it. Um to do with this like prison jail where these inmates are trapped in this jail when all this stuff happens and what they have to do to get out. It, it's very entertaining. Yeah. Negan was introduced right around issue 100 in the comic and we're into issue 150 something at the yeah. moment. So there's still a ways to go. Plop. I felt like the TV show kind of got to Negan quickly. I did too. Like as a hundred issues, they kind of skipped over a lot of the bulk <laughs> of that stuff. I haven't picked up a Walking Dead comic, I think, since issue 50, maybe. So, yeah, I, I, they could probably do, depending on how fast they want to go, they could do maybe one season of the Negan story, mm-hmm. or they could draw it out for two or three. There's so much going on there. But I'm sure they want to get to this stuff that's going on currently. So I, I would guess by the end of this series season, we're going to get some of this Whisperer stuff. So hmm. you hear it here first. Keep your eyes yeah. peeled for the Whisperer. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens there if, if we, how quickly they push the show. And if we get to the point where the show's beyond the story in the, in the comics and see what happens there. Well, Kirkman has said, uh, because he, we talked about this before, where he kind of called out George R.R. R. Martin mm-hmm. for telling yeah. them the end of the novels. So right. They can do, he's like, I'm not telling you the end of the comic. If yeah. the show gets there first, do your own thing and we'll end the comic my way. So what, however, yeah, the show, the comic's going to go beyond the show. Like just as far as actors and producers, like you can only go so long on TV. It's not going to last 25 years, but. I don't know. I think Supernatural might last 25 years. <laughs> it's the show that keeps on going. So um, any comic stuff you're enjoying lately? Well, what I just you, wanted to point lately? out, what I don't understand is how I am the only one that's not wearing a nerd or geek t-shirt tonight. <laughs> Jordan is wearing a Bonsai Institute shirt. <laughs> um, Cliff is wearing a Star Wars t-shirt and ronald is wearing a flash gordon t-shirt and i am in a plain jane gray t-shirt with nothing on it but it is right side up we checked it is yep. well it doesn't have a pocket though how, well, did, that's how, did, how gonna... did you tell i put it on after nine o'clock this morning i just put it on before <laughs> i came here so i was able to tell what side was up um but i just don't understand it it well, it's funny you mentioned them t-shirts because this whole time, like, I'm sorry, I feel like I've been a little bit quiet through the middle of this conversation, but I've been staring at the Bonsai Institute t-shirt, and it says for biomedical engineering and strategic information. I love Buckaroo Bonsai. <laughs> like, Buckaroo Bonsai... And Flash, like, me and Michael have had a lot of conversations about them, too. And I was, like, thinking, like, don't get scared, Jordan, but I was thinking about stealing that T-shirt off your butt. <laughs> it's pretty dang cool. I just got it. This is the first day I've ever worn this shirt. It was a previews exclusive. You can only get it through <laughs> comic stores. Well, I'm over here salivating over it. I really want it. I'm amazed by how much similar interest Ronald has with Michael. Well, that's, that's why they're friends. 
I'm telling you, like, uh, yeah, you didn't really explain how you guys met. It's a funny story. What's the origin? Story? What's the meet cute between Michael and Ronald? <laughs> well, I guys, I P. can tell you the guys' Tramp. story. Michael K. Easton, Ronald P. Tramp. How does this? How does this bromance begin? Well, it happened when I was nine years old, and I lived out on County Road Ten. Um, and Ronald, like, we lived in this duplex, and Ronald lived over the hillside in this trailer. Um, and like, I would always see him out and about, but I never talked to him because he kind of had like, uh, some bigger dogs that like, they would scare me every time they come out barking. Um, so I, I just, it just seemed like they're a little bit rougher and I was a little nerd and I didn't want to, you know, but anyway, there was a creek over the hill. <laughs> there was a it's creek. It's like, you know, serial killers come up with very specific, like, <laughs> <laughs> Backstories to their alibis. Well, anyway, um, I'm trying. I'm trying to wrap this up, but over the hillside there was a creek that I, that me and my brother would go playing all the time. And one time we found this beaver dam, and we were, you know, being kids. Like it was a small stream, but I had like my foot went through the wood or whatever, and it got stuck, and I couldn't get it out, and. I was like freaking out because I knew it was a beaver. Like, I, you know, I didn't know if the beaver was in the dam or, you know, <laughs> what was going on. It's coming right for me. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Ronald shows up and he gets me out of it. And, um, I you're, did lose my shoe you're over a it. hero, Ronald. I didn't realize. It's a real life superhero. You're sitting here with a hero. Well, guys, I, I was down there looking for crawl daddies in this little stream because every once in a while you can find them. Um, I don't know where the stream went to, but, um, I, I just like, no offense, Michael, but you were pretty nerdy and geeky, and I, I didn't want to talk to you either, Mike Glenn, because I thought you were a little pipsqueak, um, because, you know, like, me and, me and my dad, we rubbed snuff, like, since I was probably six, and, you know, it, it's just, you're, you were a little nerd, Mike Glenn, and I just, like, when I saw you helpless in this dam, I was like, what would Superman do? I was like, I gotta be a man, and even though I was bored too, right, and I you're just- You're saying Michael was nerdy, but you looked up to Superman, and Captain Kirk. I mean, that's pretty nerdy, Ronald. Are you, like, in denial about how nerdy you really were? You won't go outside and fight. I'll show you how nerdy I am. I'll put lefty and righty up, and I'll show you how nerdy I am. I just because you're you wearing got, a Flash Gordon shirt. I mean, Ronald, just be who you are. Don't be ashamed of being nerdy. Have you ever seen Flash Gordon's hairline? That is some beautiful purity blonde hair. How could you not want hair like that? He had beautiful hair. I mean, I, back then I had a mullet. Of course you did. Right, well, <laughs> we all did. That's true. But anyway, we're getting off track here. I, it's not like I saved his life. I mean, there was that one time I killed a two-headed snake that was going to bite Michael, but that's, that's another story for another time. But yeah, I saved him. That's another him. weirdly detailed story for another time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I saved him from the angry beaver. He messed up his house. And, and from then on, we became friends, and we hung out every now and then and talk yeah. about what you guys are referring to nerdy stuff. You gotta watch out for those angry beavers. Wow. So, yeah. Thanks, Ronald. <laughs> Michael's getting a little teary-eyed remembering this traumatic moment from his childhood. Well, I I, I don't know <laughs> if I was... I do have another question. Yeah. <laughs> Which dimension are we talking That's about? That's where I was going to go. Are we in the... Was that, that explains the Beaver Creek and the Two-Headed Snake. 
Because that only would happen in a different dimension. Rob, Absolutely. did you hop over when Michael came to our dimension? He found the gate in the Mount Cemetery. <laughs> do, do we got time for this story? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I, it's it's a very long, overcomplicated story. Um, let's just say that you guys are on the right path. So you are a visitor, as Michael is, from a different dimension. Well, Can we tell re- listeners at least that much? Or is that, I, should we not say with the tinfoil? I mean, there's a lot of people might be well, listening. Well, I'll tell you guys one thing, and I never ever wanted to tell Michael this, but I actually come from another alternate dimension. <laughs> oh no! Of course, and that, cliffhanger. And that day at the Beaver Dam, Michael was supposed to die. And, Whoa! And I, I'm really sorry, Michael. We can talk about this later, but. You know, it, it was my my job to save Michael's life that day. I am riveted. This is thrilling news we've just learned. Like you know, I was I was spinning yarn about like why I like some of this nerdy stuff and and but you know, in my world things are a little bit different on what's cool and what's not cool versus this life and you know. But um, yeah, I, I I saved his life, so you know it's. We'll talk about it later. I'm just, I'm getting a little emotional. Uh, yeah, when you I guys am. have a lot to talk about. We we should probably leave them, give them some privacy. Like a really weird episode of Quantum Leap. <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of that, guys. I'm I'm, I'm emotional. I don't know how you are, <laughs> but I am I'm full of emotion right now. Tell you now. what, I'm going to stay the hell away from that creek. <laughs> it's on County Road 10. It really does exist. Go out there and look for it. I can even I can even take you guys on a trip. I know exactly where the house is. It's a duplex on County Road 10. Well, let's let's get a camera. Let's get a camera and some microphones and go out there on a field trip. There might be some like energy oh re- resonance. Like if he came over to that universe, there might be a hot spot somewhere. <laughs> oh, guys, how did we, how did we feel, get here? I feel like this has been a very. Seth, I feel Seth like always here to keep us yeah, on track. I feel like Seth needs to come back very fast, <laughs> or we're in deep trouble. <laughs> Seth, we wish you well and hope you get to feel on better soon. We miss you, Grandmaster. We're nothing without you. Yes. You, you show us the way. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for coming out tonight, Ronald. It was very educational. Loved having you. No problem. It's really been my pleasure. Like, I can't tell you. I haven't had this much fun since 1989. Glad to hear it's it, man. It's a very specific year. Um, where can people find us at, Cliff? Ooh, all over the place. Um, in this dimension or any other? <laughs> just this dimension. <laughs> this dimension only. Uh, the best place would be www.youdownwithkpp.com. And as always, is there any other plugs before I sign off? Yeah, just hit us up on Facebook, the website, comment, like, iTunes, five-star, review, say things, tweet. All that. Talk, email, words. Yes. Digital. <laughs> and and once again, shout out to uh, Jesse Sturcher and his podcast. Um, I, I hear that Cliff tried to hijack it not too long ago. So, mucho kudos to you. Yes, yes. I I called in and and hi, hijacked seventeen minutes of their show from a Kroger. <laughs> did you Did you dizzy it up? Which uh, aisle in Kroger did you? I think it was ten. Uh, <laughs> Not enough details. Doesn't sound realistic. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I uh they were Ronnie was dis- Ronnie Adams uh host of the Screaming Boy po- podcast. Not to be confused with Ronald. Right. Not Ronald. <laughs> totally different dude. We should uh, introduce them. <laughs> yeah, they were uh, Are you on Facebook, Ronald? <laughs> do you tweet or are you like Snapchatting? What do you what are you into? Well, I'm not allowed to touch Do them. you have a MySpace page? <laughs> yeah, it's just MySpace, I think. Um, LinkedIn. <laughs> I, I'm on uh, Friendster. Is that still around? Friendster. <laughs> I had a Friendster profile. I think that's what it was. And uh, I, I was really big in uh, AOL chat rooms. Um, mm, are they, I, did, I did they still imagine. do uh, AOL chat rooms? Uh, I think it's just pedophiles. <laughs> what are you trying to say? You want to go outside, dude? <laughs> I got some rope in my my tramp mobile. <laughs> that doesn't help your case. That's at for all. tying up the beavers. <laughs> and the two-headed snakes. And the green alien women. As always, guys, I am the most illustrious Michael K. Easton. Oh, my name's <laughs> Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. And filling in for our uh the Grandmaster. The Grandmaster, Seth, is my friend, Ronald P. Tramp. Would you like to sign off? Well, I guess I would. I just want to say thank you guys for having me. It's nice to know that you guys are real people and you're really down to earth. I would love to come back sometime. I really want to meet your friend, Mullet Superman. He sounds pretty cool. And, you know, I will pay some money to talk to you, Sexy James Olsen, but... uh um, my I don't know if we have that many chairs. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Cliff, uh, it's been very nice to meet you and Jordan. It's been very, been my pleasure. And, uh, I am Ronald P. Tramp. And, uh, as, uh, it's I, got I, to end somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, Please. you guys got all these clever sayings, and I'm just trying to think if I got one, but, I just immediately go to the Dukes of Hazard theme song. I'm just a good old boy getting down on the farm. <laughs> What's in it? <laughs> hey guys, I'm here today and I'm really super excited about this. Um, I, I can't believe my, my, uh, wife let me out of the house tonight, and, uh, that's wrong with the voice. I got too excited for this, this is going to be up. Hold on. <laughs> that is all. Best um, intro ever. Let's roll with it. We'll just keep going. No edits. I, I like wearing my lawsuits on Sunday. <laughs> if you feel like you've been Pearl Mutter. <laughs> It's a five-year, what is that? It's a five-year mission to go boldly beyond the stars or something like that. It's got Shag comfort now. He will fight you. I didn't mean to. (laughs) But I see what's sexy. All I've got to say is...